Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. From Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge, we're Out to Lunch with editor of the Baton Rouge Business Report, Stephanie Regal. It's business, Baton Rouge style. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Being a mid-sized city in the Deep South, you don't necessarily think of Baton Rouge as being a center for the performing arts. But there's a lot of hidden talent in this town doing really impressive things on the stage and at local birthday parties. Is there a market to support them? And how do they turn their talent into a commodity? Jenny Ballard is the Managing Artistic Director of Theatre Baton Rouge. She began her career in Tennessee and came to Baton Rouge after several years in local theatre there to pursue a master's degree in fine arts. After completing the program, she joined Theatre Baton Rouge in 2014 and in the years since has helped lead the company through many successful productions, a huge capital campaign, and efforts to grow the company's volunteer base and education programs. Jenny, y'all do such a great work and it's a pleasure to have you here. Thanks for joining us Thank today. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Vanessa Lewis is also in the performing arts arena, though not on stage. Rather, she's more likely to show up at a kitty birthday party or perhaps swimming with the sharks in Mexico, dressed up as the Louisiana mermaid, which is her alternate persona. Vanessa has a custom-made mermaid costume that she wears for public appearances, where she not only entertains, but teaches young people about the oceans and marine life conservation. She also owns the Petite Princess Company, which rents out princesses for birthdays and other events. Great company, great idea. Vanessa, can't wait to hear about it. Thanks for joining me today on Out to Lunch. Thank you, Stephanie. Well, Jenny, I want to start with you because Theatre Baton Rouge is a, a local theater company, a local success story. Not so long ago, it was called Baton Rouge Little Theater, and then y'all rebranded and really stepped up your game. Tell us about the changes over the past couple of years. Well, I think we've had a lot of exciting changes. Like you mentioned, we changed our name from Baton Rouge Little Theater to Theater Baton Rouge, mostly because we just weren't so little anymore. We were doing so many productions. We do 13 productions per season now. Yeah, it's really incredible. It's, we stay very busy, uh, there's no doubt about that. We have six main stage shows that are part of our Capital Series, um, and then of course we have three City Series shows, uh, which are sponsored by John Turner and Jerry Fisher, and that gives us a chance to do some more avant-garde, edgy theater that can push our audiences just a little bit. And, or and or make like them a Shakespeare production that I saw with kids. Yes, Teenagers and that's part of our, I know, our Young Actors program is integral to what we do. That's, that's really about growing the artists of tomorrow, because if we're not doing that, then, then where are our audiences and our artists for the future going to be? Now, what role have you played in, in the changes at Theatre Baton Rouge? Well, I have a history in theater education and in working with young actors. So coming into my position in Theatre at Baton Rouge, one of my goals was to really expand the education and outreach department. So we're now touring our Shakespeare shows to schools. Okay. Uh, we're also offering two school matinees for several of our uh, child appropriate shows. We did uh, The Miracle Worker, two school matinees two years ago. For uh, last year, we did Evangeline, and we had a school matinee. And of course, uh, coming up for our future seasons, we're going to be doing matinees uh, that are appropriate for shows like To Kill a Mockingbird. So, How big is your company? I mean, how many local actors are there to be in all of these productions? We have about 250 volunteers coming through our door no every kidding. season now. It's really exciting. We have uh, all of our actors are volunteers, all of our crew members 
members are volunteers, all of our front of house, uh, box office, usher positions are volunteers. And so it's really amazing to have so many people who are willing to come in and offer their services for us and for the community. For free. For free. They don't get paid at all. They don't get paid at all. And some of them are very, very talented. As Vanessa is the Louisiana mermaid. How did this character come about, Vanessa? Yes, so um, it's kind of interesting. I've always been obsessed with mermaids ever since I was a child, <laughs> obviously with the advent of Disney's The Little Mermaid. Also in the 80s, I, I don't know if you remember, I'm aging myself here, but Splash uh, was also a huge Okay, movie. I do remember Splash now, right. And my husband always said that I looked like Daryl Hannah, so <laughs> <laughs> I had always been obsessed with mermaids ever since I was a, a young girl. Well, um, as I got older and I started hearing things about the cosplay community um, and then I found a, um, a guy out in Florida that made mermaid tails. He actually made them for several celebrities. He made one for Lady Gaga. Like really good looking ones. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're very realistic. Not what you find at the <clears throat> costume shop. No, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> these were um, 30, 30 to 40 pound silicone tails that he creates. And wow. like I said, he made them for several celebrities, but then he started making them for the general public. And so I, I told my husband, I was like, I really want one of those mermaid tails. And the first one I had was about $500. He's like, Vanessa, what are you going to do with that? He's like, I'm not going to be seen in public with you. I was like, <laughs> I was like well, I'm, I'm just going to put it on and I'm going to swim. And he's like, you're going to drown. But, <laughs> but uh, I, saved, I saved up my money and I decided to get one. I don't have a pool. So I decided to just go to um, my local fitness club <laughs> and I put it on. And then I actually went to the water park and, uh, and I swam around in it. Well, all of a sudden, of course, all of the kids just rushed to me. Wow. And it made a big commotion. And, um, and then within a week, I had requests from the three local news stations to do a story. You are kidding. No, <laughs> not. So, um, so all three local news stations um, interviewed me like at the water park. And one of the stories actually got picked up by over 40 NBC affiliates nationwide. And then it jumped the ocean, went over to England, Japan. So you could say it went viral. The story went yes. viral. Then when I started getting requests to, to do it publicly, water parks started hiring me. People started hiring me for birthday parties. I kind of turned it into a little side cottage industry. Um, yes, and then <clears throat> I wanted to... Other than entertaining, I also wanted to use that platform to educate children mm -hmm. because I am very passionate about um, the environment, about conserving the ocean and the animals that live in it. So I developed a program, it's called Tales of Tales, and it's about the creatures in the ocean. And then I also throw in a little bit of mermaid mythology as well to keep the kids interested. Um, and I've toured the state um, teaching children in libraries and school systems um, with that program. I'm actually going to um, go to Jefferson Davis Parish next month and tour their library system with that um, with that class. And how so. much do you charge? I mean, for, for the, yes, for the, um, I don't, you know, I, they usually get grants, library systems get grants. Sure. Um, I actually, last year, I did it in the East Baton Rouge Parish Library System. So um, they pay me and I go to the different libraries. Um, individual schools can, can contact me and I can teach the class in the schools. But, um, but yeah, it's, I call it edutainment because it's education and entertainment. Absolutely. <clears throat> so, I mean, that's what I love about, you just don't think that there's so many interesting stories and so much talent here in Baton Rouge, but there really, really is. Um, Jenny, I mean, I'm sure you see that all the time with the people who show up at your door and want to be in, in Shakespeare or, or A Christmas Carol or, or whatever else y'all are putting on. Absolutely. Well, 
I often say that the talent in this area is unlike anything I've ever seen. It is just coming out of the woodwork. There are so many amazing actors, singers, dancers, performers in general. And I was really just thinking that I wish I had known you this time <laughs> last year because we were doing The Little Mermaid. I would have loved to have had you over there. Absolutely. That would have been amazing. <laughs> but no, we see so many unbelievably talented people. That's one of the reasons that I personally decided to stick around Baton Rouge, is I've never seen a community of, of amazing culture and talent like I have here. It's really exciting and it's very inspirational. Do you, I mean, do you partner at all with like the LSU Department of Theater or do you even need to? We do. Um, I, I think that's a good question. I do think as a community theater, there is a need for us to partner with other people. I think it's important that we are showing that we are one community and that we are not competing with each other, we're working together. We've partnered in the past with Swine Palace, we've partnered with LSU Theaters, we've partnered with a number of organizations as well as um, artistic nonprofits. We've partnered with the uh, Louisiana Historical Society, with the Louisiana School for the Blind, um, with Our Lady of the Lake uh, Mental Health Department oh, for Next to Normal. Um, all sorts of really wonderful partnerships. And we're actually planning a partnership for next season with New Venture Theater and Playmakers of Baton Rouge. Really? So we're really excited about that as well. Now, when you talk about community theater, mm -hmm. what what are the definitions of that? Does that mean you're nonprofit? I mean, you obviously, you have to sell tickets. And we do. We are have a nonprofit. to maintain facilities. That's exactly right. We are, we are a 501c3 nonprofit. For me, I think that community theater means different things to different people. For me, community theater means volunteer-based. Okay. I do not think that it means anything less than professional. I think that we need to be putting out a professional product at all times. I think we need to be challenging ourselves to be putting out the best possible productions that we can. But I think that it means that the majority of the things that we do are run by volunteers. We have a staff that we do pay. Uh, we do have contract hire, uh, directors, choreographers, music directors that we do pay. Okay. But the majority of our talent base is volunteer. That's fantastic. Now, um, Vanessa, I didn't want to overlook, we talked mermaids, but you have an actual company that rents out princesses. Yes. More I'd talent that Jenny could probably use. Maybe yes, some of them we sure could, show Vanessa. up in her productions. <laughs> Absolutely, <but laughs> yes. So this is, I guess, your real bread and butter is renting out little princesses. Oh, one of several. Actually, my background is in mass communications. I have been doing graphic design for the last 15 years. I actually taught it at LSU for a few years as well. Um, and I, I honestly never thought I would go down this route of being a mermaid and then the owner of a, a princess company. It just kind of happened when I was in. <laughs> entertaining as a mermaid at an event um, I met a college student there who had a startup company mm -hmm. she she actually founded the company um, and we became fast friends obviously we had the interest in, in you know entertaining children um, when she graduated from LSU though she wanted to move back to her home state of Nevada and I and I asked her her name was Reagan I said Reagan what are you gonna do with this company it's such a great idea it was really taken off and she goes I don't know I guess I'll sell it she's like you want to buy it <laughs> and I said you know, I said, I'm already in the business and it's a perfect fit, you what know. What kind and of assets did she have? And mainly costumes? It was her costumes okay. and her talent and also her, her um, she had a social media set up already, mm -hmm. Facebook, Instagram. So she had a built-in audience already, okay. a very loyal customer base as well. Um, and, you know, it had the company. You mean like they're a repeat customer? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I guess when your child is three and then four and then when she turns five. Exactly. About okay. two, two to six is our window mm -hmm. generally. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, like I said, she, 
she offered and I thought about it. It didn't take me long and went within a week I was the owner of a princess company. It's basically an hour party uh, and they do singing, dancing, story time. <laughs> we do a coronation with a crown and a certificate oh, for the children. Um, but yeah, it's an, it's an hour of entertainment. That's the princess parties. We also now add, um, added, of course, mermaid parties of as course. well. So pool parties for the summer. Um, you know, they swim with the kids, do pool games, bubble scale tattoos. So you're not the only mermaid now. You no, I, in fact, in fact, this summer I have um, retired. Just to going back to me swimming for myself, I'm not doing the parties anymore. I have two mermaid understudies <laughs> that I'm training. I have purchased two more silicone tails. How much are they going for now? The the tails. Yeah. The, well, um, have the prices come down? Or they've gone up. The, the, the I bought a second tail. That tail was twenty five hundred dollars. The tails I've bought for my for my understudies are the five hundred dollar tails though. But they're very realistic. They're silicone three D type scales. Um, How do you get walk in them? You cannot walk. You cannot. You cannot walk. You have to put on the tail on the side of the pool and kind of just flop over into the <laughs> pool. <laughs> just like a real mermaid. Absolutely. And we ask that the, the parents keep the kids away from the pool until the mermaid gets in the pool because we don't want it to spoil the magic for the children. I see. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. We're talking to Vanessa Lewis of the Petite Princess Company and Jenny Ballard of Theatre Baton Rouge. Well, ladies, I have a silly question that might give us some insight more into your personality. So, Jenny, if you could have dinner with any legend of the stage, who would it be and why? My gosh, that is such a hard question. Who would it be? I think I would pick someone contemporary, and I think it would be Meryl Streep. Okay. Just because I think she is so amazing. I've never seen her be the same actress in any of the roles yep. that she's played. Um, to see her go from Sophie's Choice to Mamma Mia is just stunning, <laughs> and to see her do both of them so spectacularly well, I just think that um, she is everything that I want to be as an actor. Did you want to be an actress? Always. I've always wanted to be an actress, ever since I was a really small child. Well, Vanessa, here's, here's one for you. What do mermaids have over us humans? Is it better under the sea? <laughs> Uh, yes. Well, for me personally, <laughs> I, I love being in the water. It gives me a sense of calm. Uh, it's almost like yoga for me. Okay. You know, it's kind of drowns out the noise of the everyday world. It's very relaxing. So it's kind of my escape to be um, in, the, in the water. How easy is it to maneuver with these $2,500 tails on? Are they easy to swim in? It, it seems like it might drown you quite it, it depends on how good of a swimmer you are. Okay. I've, I've always been a swimmer, you know, took swimming lessons when I was really young. Um, and it, it really, I didn't have a fear of it because I wanted to do it so badly. I, I just, I, it's kind of like I um, just ignored all of the risk, I guess, <laughs> that could be associated with it. Um, I, I personally don't find that it's that hard. I actually, it's easier for me to swim in the tail. It has a built-in scuba monofin in the, in the tail portion. Okay. Um, so it helps you propel yourself through the water pretty quickly. Um, you know, you are constricted a bit, so if, uh, if, if that is an issue for you, you definitely don't want to put on a mermaid tail, but it's never <laughs> bothered me. I, I can zoom pretty fast through the water with it. Like it really is something deep in your soul. It is. The mermaid thing. <laughs> that is <laughs> you so have to cool. Really, you have to really <laughs> love it, yeah. And, and believe it or not, there this is a, a huge community now. When I started about four the, years the, ago, mermaids? there is a mermaid community. And in fact, I'm one of the founders of the largest mermaid convention in the world now. It's called NC Mermania. We have it every year in January <laughs> in North Carolina. And, uh, and yeah, we have mermaids from all over the world that come and swim in the state of the art um, 
uh, aquatic facility in North Carolina. And, <coughs> and y'all hang out in the water. We yeah. Absolutely, yeah. If you in look up ncmermania.com, you will see video of, there's about, we had about 400 mermaids last year in the huge aquatic facility, all swimming together. Like I said, we've had people come from France, from Canada. We had one from Japan one year. So yeah, it's it's a huge see, event. See, this is fascinating. <laughs> I mean, mermaids aren't it, real, except now they, they, they are. are. We are a sub-segment sub of the cosplay community, is what the I say. What? The cosplay community. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've heard of cosplayers oh, yeah. that go to Comic Cons and, sure, and emulate sure. these different characters that they're obsessed with. But we're just obsessed specifically with mermaids. Fascinating. <laughs> So how do we monetize this? And is there is there money in this cosplay uh, sector or is it just a you, hobby? You have to be really committed to it. Um, you know, there are mermaids that have been very successful at monetizing it. Um, because I feel like the mar market is becoming somewhat saturated now. There's a lot more competition. Like I said, when I, when I started doing it, there weren't as many mermaids. But now it's really exploded. There's a lot of, you know, viral stories on, you know, <laughs> those little buzz clickbait sort of things that, that highlight mermaids. Um, and people, you know, there's lots of tail makers now where people can buy these silicone tails. But if you are really dedicated, if you have the look, if you have the personality, if you're good with kids, then yes, you can get hired often to do mermaid birthday parties or like I have expanded it into education as well. Um, but again, you, you know, you have to have the other business aspects as well as marketing. You know, you have to be able to negotiate your prices. Um, so a lot of people get into it thinking that they're going to make a lot of money and they don't have the business experience behind it to be able to really do that. Does your husband like being married to a mermaid? Oh gosh, that, that's been an interesting story. So, you know, he really was not excited. Do we want to go there? Can we go here? Grant, what's the ruling? He, he was not through about me doing this originally he was kind of embarrassed he was like I'm not gonna be seen in public with you well now he's become my <laughs> official mer-tender oh, and he, love it. he comes to events with me he helps me get into my gear sometimes carry me out to the <laughs> pool if I need him to he's very supportive when he saw the dollar signs behind it <laughs> then he's like wow you can actually make money doing this okay I'm on board <laughs> so, so he has been honestly very very supportive of the Good. whole thing and uh, and like I said I have to you know travel to North Carolina once a year for this convention and um but yeah he I, I think I really surprised him with how this took off I personally didn't know how um you know what this journey would lead me on but uh he, he's kind of like yeah my, my wife's a Louisiana mermaid so. <laughs> well speaking of dollar signs Jenny I know a lot of a big part of what you do is is fundraising and Absolutely. that's very important how how is the fundraising going for Theater Baton Rouge and, and I know I mean there was limited dollars in this market, especially for the arts. There are, and it seems like uh, organizations a lot of the time are all approaching the same people. You know, it's a really, it's a really fascinating <laughs> endeavor on a year-to-year -year basis. We've had to be very creative with our fundraising this year. I would say that our ticket sales make up about 60% of our revenue each season, okay. and the rest come from corporate sponsors, grants, um, and our fundraising endeavors. That's really what makes it up. And so we have tried this season to make our fundraising more show-based and less specifically 
soliciting people for money. Right, right. It seemed inappropriate with everything that we've been through this season and everything that this community has been through this season. So we have tried to put on extra shows and to do fundraising efforts like the Rocky Horror Show. And right. we did a Young Actors fundraiser this past Christmas, The Gift of the Magi. Okay. Uh, we, have, we had several guest artists come in and do benefit performances for us as a fundraiser for the theater. And nice. so that way we could at least invite people to come to these shows um, help the theater out a little bit, but at least we were able to say, we are giving you this mm -hmm. in return rather than, than sending out our, our standard annual fund letter. Now, when, when y'all redid your theater a couple of years ago, renovated it? We haven't, we're, we're in the process of renovating okay. it. We're, we're, we're taking baby step yeah. renovations at this point with the, with the end goal of having a giant renovation in the next couple of years. But the improvements have been substantial so substantial. far. Substantial. The seats, at least. That the was seat. huge. <laughs> huge. That was huge. That seat As someone who's been huge. there many, many times. And that w Keith Dixon did a wonderful job with it's that great. seat campaign. I mean, it was really wonderful. My first year there, we did the studio seat campaign renovations. So okay. we have new seats in the studio as well. I don't know if you ever sat in the seats from 2014 or before, but they were nightmarish not in the <laughs> studio but in the big but in the big auditorium I yes the, the those are wonderful ones. yeah mm -hmm. the new those ones were are great. terrible too the new ones are great uh, also we renovated our social room we have a brand new social okay. room with new floors new paint on the walls and we're turning the social room into a legitimate art gallery as well so that we can feature visual art as well as the performing arts uh, also we renovated our green room because one of the number one complaints we were hearing from our volunteers that were involved in the shows was that they didn't have room to sit anywhere in the green room. They felt like it was old and running down. Yeah. And so we wanted to spruce it up and make it new and fun. And so we did that a couple of years ago. And everyone has been much happier since. Uh, we recently renovated the studio and we're about to attack the dressing rooms. All so right. slowly but surely, it's an old building. And it makes and it all makes a difference though. It, it does. Makes and I, a difference. I think especially when you're working with volunteers, you want to do everything you can to keep them happy. They're sure. putting so much out for you and for the theater that I think it's really important to do everything you can to make their experience an enjoyable yeah. one. Vanessa, where are your princesses based? I mean, are you a virtual company or do you have some place where y'all all gather and you get the princesses dressed in their tiaras and their yes. costumes? That's a great question. We actually don't have a facility. That's kind of a long-range goal of ours. Um, I operate out of my home. Uh, there's a, we have an extra room in my home that I store all of the dresses, all of our accessories, <laughs> that sort of thing. In fact, it was my husband's man cave. So I took he that over. He just did not know what he was getting <laughs> he, into. He really didn't when know he what he was signing you, huh? up for. But, um, oh, but that's no, funny. All of my, I have um, 10, 10 actresses, and they all um, are LSU students. And so um, they come out before their parties and pick up their costumes and accessories, and you know they're all fully made up and everything before they go do out. Do you to the audition them before you hire them we, on? We do um, offer auditions now. Several of them, like I said, came with the company. They had okay, already yeah. been trained, and uh, you know, <laughs> and they they've stayed with me the last year and the half uh, half when I've purchased the company. Those are my veteran princesses, and we've hired several since then. Um, and we are really a close knit group. I am blessed with a good group of. You young ladies that um that are really dedicated to entertaining children. Do they do they rotate through characters? I mean are they generic princesses or you have a Belle and a Cinderella? I do, a they are assigned to different characters so when they're hired on we hire on kind of based on looks and personality obviously and what characters we are look the, the look we're looking for. Now we have wigs and everything so you know it's not like if we need a Belle we need to hire a brunette because we we have wigs it's more of you know the facial structure and the personality and that sort of thing. Um, 
Um, but usually our actresses are assigned to three or four different characters, and we ask that they really perfect those characters by watching the movies, watching um, YouTube, meet and greets, you know, that sort of thing, so they learn how to do the hand gestures, the facial expressions, and that sort of thing. So you must have like several bells right now because bells so popular. We do. We have three different bells right now because she is uh, she is extremely popular because of the live action movie that's out. Uh, but also our our island princess who is based off of Moana, obviously is huge right now as well. Nobody and, wants a Snow White anymore. Poor Snow White. <laughs> no, we, we we refer to her as the fairest princess. Uh, <laughs> uh, and she was the original princess. She was she the first. Off one, this whole princess yeah. thing, um, but you know, I, I just uh, the, the younger children just don't uh, connect with her as they do with the. They Snow need to Sisters. remake that 1935. Absolutely, cartoon, <laughs> Vanessa Lewis and Jenny Ballard, y'all are both beautiful, talented women, bringing a lot to the creative scene in Baton Rouge and helping young people envision possibilities too. So good luck as you continue to grow in your respective endeavors. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Stephanie. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Jenny Ballard of Theatre Baton Rouge and Vanessa Lewis, the Louisiana Mermaid, of the Petite Princess Company. You can find out more about Theatre Baton Rouge and the Petite Princess Company by following the links on our website. It's batonrouge.la and wrkf.org. Today's show is recorded live over lunch at Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansur's is open for lunch daily from 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti. And our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. You can see photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Facebook page. These photos are taken by Ken Stewart. All the music on Out to Lunch is composed and performed by Mitchell Foreman. You can find more of Mitchell's music wherever great jazz is streamed or sold and at MitchellForeman.com. You can get this show as a podcast, you can listen to past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites. It's BatonRouge.LA and WRKF.org. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for It's BatonRouge.LA and WRKF 89.3 FM. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Mansur's for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Baton Rouge is recorded live over lunch at Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansur's is open for lunch daily 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com.